This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello, this is Dan Clark, and Merry Christmas. We'll be off until the 13th of January, but in the meantime, you can listen to this, the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark. Merry Christmas, everyone. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Now I'm going to play uh, an interview I did with Alice Lowe. You'll know her from, um, and it's, you know, a test testament to uh, how, many, how much people love this show, because we still reference from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And, of course, she co-wrote and co-starred in the um, cult hit film Sightseers a few years back. She is now written, directed, and is starring in, and she did all this whilst pregnant, um, in a film called Prevenge. Now we're going to wrap up, but just before we do, you picked a guilty pleasure. We get, I get my guests to pick a film they either know is bad, but they love for some reason, or they think is underrated. And you picked Legend. Legend <laughs> by Ridley Scott. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Do you think I it's bad, it. but you love it, or do you think it's underrated? I think it's underrated. Yeah, because I think it's one of these. I have to say, because we only decided this this morning, I've never seen Legend. Haven't you? No. Oh. It's always one that I've been a bit like, oh, I'm not, you know... It's very peculiar. Isn't it like I mean, his second or third film? Uh, uh, it's with Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, it's a really weird choice for Ridley Scott yeah. that he just went, I'm going to do a fantasy. And there was a spate of fan- fantasy films around that era, which I loved all of them, mm-hmm. you know, with that childish very non-critical kind of thing I just thought it was the genre uh, what for are me. the others that you're thinking of um, Labyrinth, Labyrinth Dark Crystal mm-hmm. the kind of Jim Henson ones but there were also ones like Krull and yeah. stuff which was slightly earlier and that was a kind of Star Wars spin-off mm-hmm. um, so suddenly there was a load of directors going hey I'm going to make fantasy without necessarily knowing what they were doing or getting themselves into and a lot of sort of weird them embracing the kind of psychosexual Freudian subtext of a lot of those stories and so legend is a gro- it is for adults yeah. apparently um, and there is a lot of really weird strange stuff so in maybe it. that's why it wasn't ever a hit at the time yeah. because fantasy back then was considered something for kids yeah. like the never ending story, story or yeah. stuff like that yeah. and uh, to do one for grown ups maybe at the time like almost in the way that like superhero films now are for everyone but back mm. then they were just for kids but also it's that interesting thing about genre, isn't it? Because someone was saying, what is genre? And I was kind of going, well, all that genre is, is once someone told a story that was successful and it was so successful that people started to copy it. Yeah. And that's all that genre is. So I kind of like films that slip between genre because yeah, yeah. it's people genu- genuinely trying something new out. And just because it didn't catch on in a popular way doesn't mean there isn't something really interesting about it. I've I, tried pitching stuff before, writing stuff, and the response I get is, well, the thing is, is it's sort of kind of not one thing or another. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but weirdly, they're the films I really like. Yeah. You know, that sort of take a bit from different places. And Well, that's what my film is like as well. I kind of said, but it, it isn't one genre. It's kind of a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this. And I think when you've got such savvy audiences now, mm-hmm. you need to do something like that to shake them up and make them actually take notice and go, what the... F- what yeah. the fuck's going on in this film? Do you <laughs> think it's just because of marketing? It's like, how do we sell this in one clean sentence? Yeah, or how do we get financing yeah. for it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like um, what would be a good genre mashup? Like a horror rom... No, not they've done horror rom-coms, I guess. 
there's, there's got to be something that's yet to I be was, done. I was kind of toying with the idea of doing a British superhero movie, which Super Bob kind of does, but I kind of thought if you did a Marvel yeah. one where it's a group of people, that'd be quite funny. That would be good. Um, or what about a um, Ken Loach does um, <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> so you'd have like Kez, but Kez is a kestrel of almighty proportions yeah, with like from an alien proboscis. Yeah. <laughs> and it's come from a planet where they've cut benefits. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Avatar. Angry. We were just talking about Avatar, yeah. which was on last night. That's true, That's actually. probably why it's in my head. Um, well, I think it's a great choice, and I'm going to re-watch it. Now yeah. that I've actually got... I can go home and re-watch it. Um, I'm not re-watch I've never seen it. I'll watch it. Mm. Um, I like that one. So, thanks for talking to us. Uh, it's been lovely chatting to you. Hopefully, the um, the planes, the sirens, <laughs> the doors, the baby, the baby's fine Richard. because that's part of the interview. Richard There's over there. Richard over there. Yeah, we should um, say hi to him. Hi, maybe. Richard. Um, and um, just to play out one, uh, I've already played one of your songs. Um, oh, cool. Uh, but this is your second choice, which is uh, from the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Why do you love this so much? And which which song? Tell the audience I which love, song it is um, you love. I love uh, Judas's song, which, um, which I think it's called know, Trouble then. on My Mind, I okay. think. Yeah. Oh, your followers are blind. Oh, Heaven on the Mind. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Sorry, I'm terrible at stuff like this. Heaven on your mind. Oh, heaven on your mind? Heaven what? on their mind. Anyway, it's Judas's song, which mm-hmm. Carl Anderson plays in the film, and he is like the most incredible performer ever. I think you, I defy anyone to not think that he's incredible in that mm-hmm. film, and he had quite a tragic demise. But he was like, his performance is just incredible. And um, sometimes when I'm feeling really bad about my career, I, a lot of songs from Jesus Christ Superstar come to my mind. <laughs> really? Do you like, see yourself as a sort as of. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is that why? And you're annoyed that Jesus. you haven't got disciples. Yeah, is that why? I am. God, why isn't it happening? I better rewatch bit, it. There's this bit that goes, After all I've tried for three years, seems like 30. And yeah, I just sort of go, I relate yeah, to that. That's, yeah. that's our careers in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, you sort of go, Oh, then I was inspired. Now I'm sad and tired. That's another let's one. Let's do it. Let's do the no, whole thing. No, let's do the whole thing. But it's just, I don't know. I just find it. I love it. It's my favourite musical. I used to watch it every Easter when it used to come on telly. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you, Donna. Um, and I'm going to be bringing her up watching it. I just think it's funky as well. Yeah, it's like Andrew it Lloyd Webber has not done anything as good ever no. since, I don't think. And um, I love it. And I don't like it when they do new versions. They try to make it all urban. Like they try to sort of go, let's modernise it and have them with like graffiti and maybe maybe Mary Magdalene can wear trainers. <laughs> and I'm like, why? It's born to be... The whole thing is it's about rock stars. It mm-hmm. should be a 60s, 70s thing. There should be no shame in casting it in that era because yeah, that's what makes it, it make yeah. sense. The style of the music, like the adoration, like the Jim Morrison-style adoration mm-hmm. of Jesus, it all makes sense. So it annoys me when people don't do it in that era. There's <laughs> a, a good... Um, isn't there... There's a bit of a nod to it at the end of um, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I think. 
That's oh. sort of, or is, is the age of the is Aquarius? Age of Aquarius? Is, no, that's from that's, hair. I think. That's from hair. Yeah, I yes. get those two mixed up a lot. No, well, they are. There's a lot of hair in both of them as well. Yeah. It's like it's all similar sort of hippie, mm-hmm. hippie era musicals. Yeah. So I'm sure it was a bit of a bandwagon. We need that a bit of a revival in the hippie I era know. musical, don't we? I would. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, let's do it. Maybe that's what's. That's, that's what's what next. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's, we're, we're going to play out with that song. Thank you very much for joining us, and good luck Thanks for having me with the rest <laughs> of the hundred festivals you're going to. And have you got a release date yet? Have you got a distributor? It, it'll be early next year. Okay. Early 2017. Brilliant. The future. That sounds. Yeah, that genuinely that sounds, sounds like the future so now, doesn't away. it? It's like Buck Rogers era. It's crazy. Okay, thank you. Thanks. My mind is clear now. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Maybe um, for uh, our guest today, Howard Overman. Now, listen. We always get our guests to pick a guilty pleasure. Uh, you picked a film. Um, this is an interesting one for me. I think in terms of um, that, you've decided it was a guilty pleasure. You picked uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and the reason I say that's interesting is because I know people that would say that's an out and out like classic film or like a uh, brilliant okay. film. But the weird thing is, those people that say that to me, I always say, I, n- I never, I couldn't, I never liked it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I never... I I don't know, how old not, are you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, I kind of did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just turned 40, actually, which, saying that out loud, it still shocks me. Not because of, you know, I don't, I don't mind getting old, but 40 just sounds, that's a whole other world, that is. But anyway, we won't go down there, otherwise I'll start crying and thinking about mortality. I mean, I I was a bit... I I actually phoned uh, someone up at work with and said, God, I've got a name of Guilty Pleasure, and and, and had her sort of, like, sort of think through a few Guilty Pleasures, because I never know... What what, is guilty or not? Yeah, what's a Guilty Pleasure? I suppose, you know, I suppose when you've got kids... Uh, and you know busy sort of life the idea of spending two hours uh, sitting down and watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off that would be sort of guilty pleasure mm. but so maybe your sort of you know your well, parameters change or is it guilty as in you shouldn't really like it or I what's think yeah the, what's I think the- what we I tend to put it into two categories it's either a film that you think that you know is terrible but you like anyway or it's a film that you think people think is bad but actually you think is underrated what, what, what's yours then? Mine, I've said this before, I think mine's The Holiday, the uh, rom-com oh, with... my uh, wife loves that film. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I know it's all, like cheesy and saccharine and awful, but okay. I weirdly enjoy it. Well, you know, I is, weirdly I, I, enjoy I, it. There is, then, I'll give you another guilty pleasure, which I've wa- watched the other night, um, and it's the Richard Curtis film. Is it called Out of Time? Out of, oh, yes, the, the time travel one. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's and definitely that's, a guilty pleasure. That is, that is, but there's, there's, there's something about it because it's about father. You know, I've got two yeah. sons, and it's, it's about fathers and sons, which just makes you sort of like strikes an emotional chord. And yeah, and, and yeah that, there you go. There's Look, a, I love Richard one. Curtis films. That one I felt was a film in two halves. Like the first half was a different film to the second half. Um, I liked the first half and then it all went weird anyway listen Howard it's been lovely talking to you annoyingly we've run out of time I, I could have chatted to you uh, much much more but um, thanks so much and good luck with Crazy Head uh, this is your second choice of you just picked anything from Gross Point Blank as, a, as your second choice of song we've already played Blister in the Sun which is oh, an okay. amazing song but I thought I'd pick this one because this sort of I remember because I love 
gross point yeah, blank. It's, it's one of my, yeah, 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 it's one of my favourite films. And I was thinking of all the f- songs using it, and I remembered this bit where they play "Live and Let Die." Oh, the, in, in the um, is it in the fight in the food store? Is that Live and yeah, Let yeah? Die? It's it's he goes to his old childhood home, and it's been replaced with a Walmart. Oh yeah, and, and playing, then he goes in. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah, playing yeah. the Guns and Roses version of "Live and Let Die," and then he runs in, and it turns into the like music yeah, yeah, version, yeah. and it's a really clever use of the the music. Um, so to play out, this is Guns and Roses with "Live and Let Die." Thank you, Howard. Thanks, Sam. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Coming Channel 4 smash hit show Humans. And uh, the second series is currently airing on Channel 4 on Sunday nights. Uh, we have with us Jonathan Brackley and Sam Vincent. We always get our guests to ask, um, ask people uh, to, to put forward a guilty pleasure. Um, a film or TV show or anything r- really in the world of um, storytelling that uh, you either know is terrible but you like anyway or you think is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You've both picked some really great choices. <laughs> One of them is a, probably a first on this show. But right. um, why? This is my one. Okay. So why don't we start with the slightly mm. more conventional but still brilliant mm. choice, Jonathan? Mm. What did you go for? Um, I went for the film Howard the Duck. Which or Howard, a new breed of hero, if you're going by the UK title. Oh, was it really called that? Mm. Yeah. I don't remember. Right. I don't know why it. they would change that. They're trying oh. to sort of hide the fact it's, it's about a duck. A duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, no one will notice if we don't say in yeah. the title. And like, we don't go in their droves. And, it's and like, we oh, don't put the, uh, the, the main character the on the poster if we don't put that on yeah, there yeah. either, you know. Yeah. Uh, how, do you mind me asking how old you are ish? Are you, uh, 63. You no. 63. Um, I'm 37. He okay. said, almost forgetting. Because yeah. I'm I'm old enough to remember that film, but mm. it feels like not. A f- if you weren't around when it came out, I just don't yeah. know why anyone would know that film unless yeah. it's it become was, a weird cult classic. But I don't think it has. Has it? Sort of. It's got a sort of cult following because it's so bad. Um, why don't you Why don't you describe it? Because well, I think it's um. It's but well, it's a film. It's, it's based George on Lucas. A, it's George, George Lucas, Lucas produced. Yeah. It's but yeah. I think it's actually the fir- technically it's the first Marvel film. Serious. <laughs> because I think it's the first Marvel character adapted go. for a feature There's film. Um, uh, it's based on. That's the why comic it took them so that. long to yeah, finally exactly. get other films made. Exactly. So it's a comic from the seventies, and I didn't know the comic at all when I first saw the film. Um, about um, a humanoid duck mm-hmm. uh, that comes to live on Earth, and I think the, the original comic is sort of a. When you say ser- humanoid, you well, mean well, uh, well. Sorry, I should say in the film it's, it's sort of human a human, humanoid kind of. It's Not a, a duck. humanoid, a human-sized. Human-sized. It's a, a duck. Sentient, yeah, a, a sentient. A sentient duck. duck. Yeah. No, in the comic, he's just a duck who can talk. Yeah. Uh, an intelligent duck who can talk, but he's a robot duck in the film, is he? He's not a robot no. duck, no. But he's he's, he's, the, he's <laughs> <laughs> it's, essentially it's a person dressed up as a duck this in the se- film. This that's, does that's sound the best like they could do. This sounds like the conversation George Lucas probably had when he was pitching this to yeah. the and I'm the studio exec. Yeah, so a, wait, hang on, what? He's a robot he's duck. A what? No, he's, he's a, a what? <laughs> um, so yeah, and so the, the film is about Howard the duck who comes from his um, home planet, which is a duck world, mm-hmm. um, and comes to Earth and um, meets Tim Robbins. I seem Tim to Robin, remember uh, Tim uh, Robbins. Yeah, one of his early roles. Tim yeah. Robbins and Lee Thompson. 
Yeah. Um, um, and I remember, I remember, I think it came out in 1986 or so. Yeah. And I remember, because I, I wouldn't have gone to see it at the um, cinema, but I remember our local news agent, they were, you, you used to go to rent videos, mm -hmm. VHSs yeah. back on in the little, day. Um, uh, what they? On a little carousel. Yeah, thing, carousel. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing it then. I think it was, it, I think it was a 15 certificate and I wasn't old enough. And I thought, I'm sure it is because it it's quite got quite a lot of adult humor in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I remember thinking, wait a minute, this is a this is a film good. about a duck, a sort of a duck on Earth, but it's sort of for mm. adults, and I was just fascinated because he was sort of a bit of a wisecracking. Yeah, he's a wisecracker. Like he had, a, he had a his collar a, up. Bit didn't of a he? pervert, you know. Did he have a little mohawk as well? He did, and there's yeah. a really weird joke in the I film where he's got a condom in his wallet. Oh my god! What thinking, is that this? sort of that sort of instantly there is a mind. What the mind you? It sort of sounds like a film that might work now more than it mm. did. Maybe it was so ahead of it. So, so just quickly, you've picked this as a guilty pleasure. Is that because you watch it regularly or you just... I have a great fondness. I did genuinely like it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely thought it was great because it's so weird and fascinating. It's I want to watch it. It's an odd film. I actually want to watch um, it. It's sort of... Uh, it's essentially a kid's film with all this sort of mad adult humour yeah. in it. Um, Obviously, if you watch it now, it's not a great film. That may come as and, a great and, shock. And it was also famous for being such a huge flop as well. Uh, it was one of the, like, the biggest the big flops ones. of all time. Yeah, it was like yeah. Heaven's uh, Gate properly, and then properly tanked. Howard the Duck, yeah. then Waterworld. Yeah. Although, obviously, the, Howard the Duck got his, got his cameo back in... Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm. There you go. Yeah, he's back. Uh, our producers yeah. nodding, yeah. very emphatically yeah. nodding. He's in, he's in the collector's... His head's almost um, coming we off. We are available to write the Howard the Duck. Reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you though? Because you've got a lot of work on your hands. Well, we'll, if, we'll find him. We'll find it. All right. <coughs> well, 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 you should get his name right for a start. You imagine if he was actually up for hiring you up <laughs> yeah. until that moment. Yeah. That was I'm the thing guys. that blew it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, I'm never employing anyone who can't pronounce my name. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's a gangster from the 20s. That, yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> what I've heard. Don't. Don't mess with me. Um, so that's a brilliant choice already. If it had just been that Cheers. from you guys, I would have been giving you five stars from my strange <laughs> rating system for guilty pleasures. Mm -hmm. And I urge everyone listening to go and track down Howard the Dark and watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to rewatch it. I hope that it is somewhere available. Um, mm. But uh, uh, um, Sam, what is mm. your what is your this this yeah. is. Well, I really struggle to think of a guilty pleasure film. Uh, John reminded me that I really like the film Mission to Mars, but. And also really like the Brian De Palma one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had Waterworld uh, only last week, yeah, actually. But yeah, I, but, I, but I don't feel like I can say that they're guilty pleasures. I would mount a spirited defence of them. Good, I like that. Any film graduate. Good. Um, so, but the, yeah, the thing that I do sort of feel sort of vaguely ashamed <laughs> of spending a lot of time doing is watching kind I of this poorly is... made um, top five mysteries videos on uh, YouTube, of which there are. Thousands, and are these um, made by who? Who are these? They're fan made by made various or? people. They are, you know, if you look at them, they'll have hundreds of millions of views. So there yeah. are a lot of people out there. Um, they're just utter, utter nonsense. Um, I don't believe a single word of them, and yet I find them utterly compelling. So there'll be things like top five mysteries of World War Two, uh, like the Nazi gold train, and then there'll be a little kind of, you know, it's like a little sort of ten-minute documentary 
list format thing with kind of very ominous synth music all the way through and a really weird voiceover like somebody with an inexplicable unplaceable foreign accent or sort of Bristolian <laughs> accent so it was one is, of the two yeah um <laughs> which may be the same thing but um and it's always nonsense but uh, all the top five people in history who were completely who disappeared inexplicably and are these made just by people at home or are they made by actual production companies they or? are uh, somewhere in between they're made to a relatively high level but they're not sort of just made by you know your dad on yeah. desktop publishing they're kind of they, yeah they are um see i i understand this as a guilty pleasure yeah. like uh I found myself once, I think I was hung over just at home on my, uh, like doing, mm. going down a YouTube mm. wormhole <laughs> and found mm. myself, I'm so ashamed to say this, mm. I'm so ashamed to say this, mm-hmm. watching <coughs> clip collections of paparazzi hounding celebrities <laughs> and like, you know, scuffles yeah. and mm-hmm. things happening. And, yeah. and there are so many of these fucking things. There are compilations <laughs> that last seven minutes and yeah. then there's like, you know, uh, celebrity paparazzi fights number one and then number two and you're like I can't believe how many of them I think I've watched a few of those in yeah. the past and enjoyed Bjork, them Bjork and Shia LaBeouf have a yeah. go didn't they they're, they're they really get involved Alec Baldwin's got oh, lots okay. he actually he grabs mm. them he, he yeah. gets yeah. quite physical <laughs> yeah. so I think both of those things are brilliant guilty pleasures and 100% Guilt. There, there's a lot of guilt in. Right. <laughs> Thanks very much. So yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Well, look. Thanks Thank so you. much for coming on. Um, have you got anything uh, after humans coming up? Do you know if you're doing a third series yet, or we don't know yet. No, nope. uh, it'd be absolutely yet. wonderful if we were able to. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Cool. Mm. If Kevin Feige's listening as well, you've yep. got a How the Duck treatment Fe- ready. We've settled on Feige. <laughs> then. Okay. Feige. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, you can see the Sunday nights, is that right, on Channel 4? Sunday night, and then Channel on 4, 9 o'clock. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on FUBAR Radio. We've got uh, Doug Naylor, who is the writer and uh, creator of Red Dwarf, which is currently on Dave at the moment. We have, uh, we're going to have a great chat. I can just feel it. Um, I was a huge fan of this show when I was uh, when I was a kid, so it means a lot that he's come in to talk to us. Um, now we um, we often ask our guests to pick a, a guilty pleasure uh, film or TV show, just to you know, it's a fun thing to do to see if there's something that they. Uh, I mean, it sort of falls into two categories, either. A show that they know is terrible, or film they know is bad, but they love, or something that they think is misunderstood is actually a piece of, you know, art. You've picked something I think probably falls into the former of those <laughs> art, two. Art. Uh, oh, I think art. It's art isn't okay, it? um, which is a film I always remember um, when I was a bit younger. Like everyone always saying is considered one of the worst movies ever made. What What is the film? Why don't you tell everyone it's what you've Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah. And um, and it's your guilty pleasure because because it doesn't work <laughs> because tomatoes don't can't kill, kill. <laughs> and there's no they need mouths or something don't they to kill people oh, so they on. just you write science fiction how just, dare you be so logical they about they just roll on them a bit yeah and um and the tomatoes don't look that tomatoey that's um, true so yeah, I, think, I did but you enjoyed it though I enjoyed think I, I was jealous of it thinking God I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> we would have used it. <laughs> yeah, that's I could imagine that in there. Um, I th- I've got a feeling George Clooney was in a sequel to one of those films, Return of uh, the Killer. Oh, yeah, in his early, early. Oh, right. Because he was when he became a star. It was one of his sort oh. of stories was that he had done so much bad TV right. and films. Right. 
I'm sure he was in like the fourth sequel to a Killer Tomato movie. Right, because Jack Nicholson did a lot of those Roger Corman B movie things. Right, yeah. So you know, pre yeah. Uh, easy ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, pre easy ride. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, that definitely is a guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> and if people listening want to check it out, go for it. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's probably due a remake, isn't it? It probably is. Yeah. So you've got the show is currently airing. Um, uh, the third episode went out last night, and you've got um, so that's three more, yeah. and it's doing really well. Yeah, it's doing fantastically brilliant, Fantas- and um, yeah, the 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 response has been absolutely amazing. Excellent. There are a few people think there's a paradox, by the way, in last night's show. Um, I, I just want to say those weren't Lister's kidneys in the jar. Okay, okay. so there was no paradox. Okay. Anyway, so. so for those people that were, have been uh, didn't yeah. sleep yeah. last night, we've had some fantastic reviews in the old girl, but there's a paradox. Okay, it's like, no, there isn't. No, good. We've had okay. that. It's been on everyone's lips. <laughs> Doug, it's been such a pleasure. I could have chatted to you for for years and well, years. Been to um, you, Dan. And uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Thank you very much. Well, good luck with that. And okay. um, we're going to play out with the theme tune. Well, thanks very much, very Doug. Lovely. Okay, thank Lovely you. Talking to you then. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Regular characters, but he's also written a book, uh, written and starred in sketch shows. Um, uh, he, he's been in loads of stuff, so we had a lot to chat about. Uh, we always get our guests to pick a guilty pleasure, a film or a TV show that they either think is terrible but they love it anyway, or they think is underrated. This was difficult. Why? Because uh, there's so many, uh, there's a lot of comedy shows that I watch again and again mm-hmm. that have loads of catchphrases. Because mm-hmm. that way you and your friends can say the cat, like Caddyshack, mm-hmm. Raising Arizona. But this one is actually not a comedy, and I love to watch it every time it's on. I don't know why. Uh, I'm just drawn to it like a bug to wax. <laughs> what is the film? Wall Street. <laughs> What I'm, su- I'm it's surprised so quotable. That you what? think it's a that you would consider it a, maybe a guilty pleasure? Why? Well, isn't it considered a good film? Can I get another one? Then? <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, wanna... it's 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 um. I'm a some people hate it. Though. Do they? Yeah, I've watched. It's been polarizing for me. Yeah. To see people disgusted by it. Yeah. <laughs> I I love the film. I think I'm a huge Michael Douglas fan. Yeah, I think yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Right? Uh, and this is his ultimate film. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's amazing yeah. in it. Um, what do you, what, how, what, how do you feel about watching Charlie Sheen back in that film now we know everything? Since? I don't even think about it. I don't mean, it, he's just such a different person. Yeah. I mean, I can separate that because I'm a bit of adult and <laughs> I can. But I know I some people. I, by the way, I'm not just saying like because of all the exploits. But he shortly he was in Platoon and then Wall Street, and he was like he was the hottest be, thing on the earth. Thing, and then only a few years later, he was the guy that did Hot Shots, Duh, and like I, silly comedies. And then he did a sitcom for years, and it was like oh, at one point he was sort of a serious actor. I don't know what was, happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. What, I, I kind of mean more like uh, artistically, if that's a fair uh, use of the word. Like the fact that he, at the time, I took him seriously. I did too. Go, oh, there's that really that guy that does loads of comedy doing a serious performance. It's sad. <laughs> he will again go back to serious drama. No, uh, uh, t- tonight. Yeah, t- when you write your book. 
<laughs> uh, uh, do you not do you, do you get what I'm saying at all? So the thing is, though, I know what you're saying. You're saying when you watched him at the time, you thought this is a hot shit actor, yeah. and now looking back after all he's done, yeah. You're kind of like, oh, it's... Winning. <laughs> like, I don't see that. I just look at it as For if it were... It yeah. yeah, you're making me sound like I have absolutely yeah. no ability to... You're, uh, uh, you have asthma. To, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think it's a great film. I don't really consider it a guilty pleasure. Really? Yeah. I think it's an actual What if I film. played it backwards? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Does so it have... Does I, it have Fucked sort up. of really dated music and stuff like that, isn't it? Well, it's got uh, David Byrne. It's Stuart Copeland does the oh soundtrack. Well, He's great. Well, I don't people. know. I mean, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it around a little below 7 out of 10. Okay. That's pretty I mean, I don't know. What's a guilty pleasure? Uh, uh, people ask me what my guilty pleasure always, uh, not on the show, but off record and... I have got the one that I think I would pick, but I thought of another one the other day. Um, I'm trying to think of... I know what it is. Go on. Uh, Ferris Bueller. No, no. I don't. I actually don't I, like Ferris Bueller. And people think I'm crazy for not really? liking it. Yeah, I've got... I used to not like it, but I'm. I don't like the pack. The fact that people just laud it so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. That I'm. Yeah. I, I've got a bit of a. I think I just don't like the spoiled brat lead character I'm a bit like people like him used to make my life hell when I was a kid yeah get away so with entitled. everything entitled but um, no I think one of my guilty pleasures would be to, and I'm only saying this uh, to give you an example okay alright I was talking about this film the other day with someone couples retreat now, what I know people would say that Pete Serafinovitz who is brilliant in he's it. great in it he's great in it but I enjoy that film best thing about when it when it comes on I find myself watching that film okay alright so that right. is a guilty right. pleasure okay okay here's one I was just this was just on the other day The Cutting Edge where this hockey player is teamed yeah. with a with a figure skater and they have to learn to skate to go into the Olympics I, I'm totally in when yeah. I see it you had me at cutting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you can see it on... Uh, do I need to plug? No, you don't. The streaming service? No, no. no. Okay. okay. So, uh, well, look, I think maybe Wall Street is more uh, polarizing than I thought it was. I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tweet in if you hate... Uh, hey, Wall everybody. <laughs> Crank that knob. At I love Wall Street or I hate... <laughs> That's not a hashtag that's going to catch on, Rich. Oh, okay. Um, well, look, it's been a pleasure chatting to you uh, in podcast in the car park. And um, it's been a pleasure to see you, Rich. Can we it? see each other again, or is this it? Uh, no, the second I hit pause on this... Uh, You're uh, going to interview video. someone else? I'm off. I'm gone. Oh, jeez. Um, before we go, what's the... Uh, we were going to pick two of your songs. I miss you. Okay. Um... <laughs> Let's uh, let's wait until I've uh, stopped recording. Uh, what's um, what's the song you've got to play out for us? Uh, uh, love on the Rocks from the Jazz Singer. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just love to sing it. Love on the Rocks. <laughs> it's not even good. Love on the Rocks. Ain't okay. no surprise. I'll pour you a drink and I'll tell you some lies. Blah, 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 blah. More to that yeah, effect. Yeah. Oh, I was really enjoying that. Um, 
Ra- First they but, say they want you. No, that's we, it. We don't need to play it. Okay, all right. Uh, so, uh, just before we do play the song, have you got anything people can see coming out at all soon? Yes. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a, a, another round of Questionable Science. Mm-hmm. On Comedy Central, but you can see the old ones on the Comedy Central website. They're comic. It's called Comic Con. No, comic. It's called. <laughs> uh, did you put booze in the coffee? Yeah, yeah I was just going to say. It's called you, Questionable Science. Uh, can people see it in the UK? Never. Good. Yes. No, they can. Um, on YouTube, I think. Okay. Yeah. And anything else? Did you you just shot something uh, for the BBC Three? Yes, uh, it's coming out, uh, I think, next month, in October or something. It's called Sexy Murder. It's on BBC Three. It's really funny. And it's like a... It's really funny. Uh, it's really funny. <laughs> it's like a pastiche of... Uh, All the murder documentaries, like uh, The Jinx and Making yeah. of a Murderer. And This is great. I mean, the company that made it must have been right hot off on the... Tail it's cutting edge. Yeah, to turn a phrase well, from the previous um, thing I said. Cool. Well, this is Love on the Rocks, Rich. You have been an absolutely beautiful man. And I, I was waiting for something to drop, yeah, like no. uh, oh, uh, disgusting. I'm, I'm not going to neg you. Uh, you've been great. Um, Thank you. I, I'm glad you came here, even though it was under the pretense of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that I the only way to see you was by interviewing you and flying all the way to the American states. Of, That's it. Yeah. That's the only way. Okay. I gotta um, go. Okay, bye. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on FUBAR Radio. Now, my next guest sitting opposite me is uh, an old friend of mine, very old friend. He, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. You'll recognise him from his many, many appearances in British TV comedies, including Saxondale, The Mighty Boosh, Noel Fielding's comedy, luxury comedy, I should say, star stories, and of course, probably most notably, uh, How Not uh, to Live Your Life. Uh, <laughs> what was that show? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've done a lot, I can't remember uh, them all. Yeah, I mean, it was something in the um, late noughties, I think you did. Oh. Uh, Tom, uh, I'm... Uh, also, a writer, a comedian, uh, part of the double act Aura Mameeton. We yes. get our guests to pick a guilty pleasure, mm-hmm. um, a film that Masturbation. May... <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> there's nothing guilty about that, is there's, there? Yeah. Um, I, um, or there's nothing pleasurable about that, is there? Um, I, uh, I, I sort of put it in two categories. Is It's either a film that you know is terrible but love anyway, or mm. a film people hate or think is bad but you think is underrated or misunderstood. Oh, I see. Um, okay. I think your film's going to some, fall somewhere between the yeah. two in a way. Yeah, maybe. What I mean, you I, picked. I picked uh, Highlander. Highlander. Not the. Not any of the remakes. Yeah. Obviously, I'm no, talking the about the original childhood. Connery uh, Lambert. Christopher Lambert. 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 Yeah. Um, Who Tarzan. had a very short-lived um, Hollywood career after that. Yeah, they? because they of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it you love, forward stroke, hate about the well, Outlander? I think it, it is both of those things, in that you love and hate it. It's, it's, it's the, the acting. <laughs> it's incredibly bad. I mean, there's a, there's a brilliant sort of quote from, I can't remember his name, the director, but saying that he was shocked that um, Christopher uh, Lambert couldn't really speak English. He's been cast in it, oh, and he couldn't really speak English. Yeah. And he's, he had to go on some intensive sort of training to try 
try and get is it what, language training yeah because he couldn't really speak oh english my god why did they do it then i don't what know it's an amazing well because one of the ideas and one of the great ideas because there's things like the bad acting is sort of very um you know it's russell mulcally mulcally how do you say that mulcay mulcay he was the director I'm sure he's a brilliant director, he's gone on to but do amazing um, things. he did. Uh, look, he's a great director. He just made one mistake casting a non-English speaking person in an English speaking film. And then Sean Connery is in it. He's yeah. doing a sort of. He's not doing Scottish either. It's, it's set, obviously it's set in Scotland. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't. But know. he decided not to do Scottish. No, he's doing sort of like a weird kind of Spanish. He's, that's his what? character. No, but he's sort of doing Scottish. Yeah, yeah. It's all over. The when place. I, I saw it as a kid, and I just assumed he was Scottish. Well, he is Scottish, but the idea is that he's... He, I think he might be supposed to be from sort of Egypt or somewhere like that, so he's doing some weird uh, accent. Everyone's accent and acting is all over the place. But the principle... I mean, can, I just, can I just interject? Yes. For a man that can't do uh, accents, Sean Connery decided to do a lot of accents in his career, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre. Like, that one in The Untouchables, which is a brilliant performance, but the yes. accent is... I'm not sure what it is. No, And, no, and I is. adore Connery. I absolutely adore him but accents definitely aren't maybe his. he's just one of, he's one of those guys that likes to rise and chant, take on their weaknesses yeah. yeah 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 in front of everyone yeah, yeah. in fact yeah so getting paid a load of money. what is your favorite thing about the film i think it's the concept isn't it it's a yeah. brilliant concept because i've always i have got a massive soft spot i mean it comes from it's that comfort of uh, childhood of uh, sword and sorcery yeah. things like the Beastmaster, mm-hmm. which was you, you know the Beastmaster. no oh the Beastmaster's got rip torn in it as the sort of bad guy no way it's got this guy who's a bit oh it's incredible I, mean, I should talk about the yeah. Beastmaster more you as should. a child it was my, uh, my absolutely incredible I think it's probably early 80s mm-hmm. and it's this guy sword and sorcery in, in a sort of range of sort of Conan the Barbarian yeah, yeah. that sort of thing he's totally ripped he looks a bit like He-Man but actually real and he has control over the beasts <laughs> I'm saying that with a lot of <laughs> he's got control I'll just yeah. say it again he can control the beasts this so sounds like dialogue whole... from your love making by the way <laughs> <laughs> I can control the beast I can't control you know, <laughs> my beast's very quick um, but he, he's got so he could control eagles sort of like he's got oh, a, like wow. a black panther and then he's also got these two ferrets that hang, hang around oh in his pants. <laughs> that uh, is an amazing. What? How come I don't know about this film? Was it? A, I don't know. Was it it's very big, bad. Was it? Uh, yes. And did it get eclipsed by other sort of fantasy I went type to films? To see did it. you? Yeah, yeah. I remember going. Uh, it was it was a big thing for me in my That's childhood. I, I had fantasies about controlling animals wow. um, for quite some time. Who wouldn't? What child wouldn't? Well, look. Um, I think it was, uh, I think the Outlander, Outlander? The Highlander. Highlander. Outlander is a current Highlander is a brilliant guilty pleasure choice. um, And I now want to go and see the Beastmaster. You've got to see the Beastmaster. And also, just quickly, you mentioned Mm. Rip Torn. What an amazing name. Surely that's not his real name, is it? Either creative parents or... or Yeah. Or it's short for like Ripley Torn. (laughs) Ripley Tournament. (laughs) from yesteryear <laughs> um, Tom what a pleasure good luck uh, with the film I hope you, yeah. you get full um, dist- distribution mm, um, fingers crossed and if not uh, in, in the cinemas we live in a world where it's slightly easier to get stuff on the video on demand all that sort Absolutely, of stuff so I hope yeah. it has a life thank you uh, good luck with it um, we're going to play out with a piece from the Highlander movie this is by Queen who a uh, seem to do every soundtrack in the the 80s 80s, this is princes of the universe you're listening to the best of screen talk with dan clark on 
Fubar Radio. Part-time performer, which um, I want to get to the bottom of uh, when we start talking. Uh, you'll know him as the creator of Channel 4's Friday Night Dinner, one half of the team behind the cult hit Look Around You, producer of Peep Show and the man behind Robin Cooper's Time Waster Letters. Uh, he's also written and script edited on shows like Inbetweeners, The IT Crowd and South Park. He is, of course, Mr. Roberto Popper. <laughs> Robert Roberto. Popper. Roberto. No, well, we're going to talk about your guilty pleasure now. Um, you came to me with three options now uh, Alf was a late one mm. which didn't tickle me as much okay sorry no no the good, there is a good one in there then um, you, you did at one point mention coming to, to America well, as a I, film I've, which I thought was a surprising choice because I think people think of that well, as a good sure. film I was never sure that's good because yeah. I've watched it maybe ten times good I'm glad people think that's yeah, brilliant definitely. Good, good. That's I think it, they put it in the four Eddie Murphy films that were brilliant in the 80s fine we can ignore so that so you were just like, I like this, but do I other people... I wasn't sure if other people yeah, like that one. I think they do. Now, this is the thing <laughs> I loved <laughs> that you mentioned this. And I haven't seen it myself. Oh, Normally, I'll watch something. It's but lovely. Um, <laughs> And lovely is the right word, I think. You picked as your guilty pleasure <laughs> from TV, which we don't get as often as films, Rosemary and Time, the yep. female cop ITV. Celeste Kendall, Pam mm. Ferris. I think it's on ITV4 now. It might yeah. be ITV3. Okay. Yeah. Why did you pick this? Well, it's, yeah. So my wife's mum mm-hmm. apparently liked Rosemary in Time. And my wife uh, occasionally would sit there and watch it with her mum and never liked it. But gradually got used to watching it and said, it's quite mild. <laughs> and it was on. And she said, oh, like, what is this? She said, oh, Rosemary. Oh, God, that's awful. She said, well, actually, it is. But I'm sort of vaguely fond of it because my mum would watch it. It's very mild. <laughs> so we watched it together. And you love nothing more than mild, mild TV. I try and make mild shows yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we sat there watching it, laughing at it, and then sort of watched another one to sort of laugh at it. And then gradually the mildness takes over and you just watch it and kind of go, hmm. I mean, it's it's incredibly boring program and very obvious, what's, sort of obvious what's going to happen. It's about two detectives. Well, Two, one of them is a former police officer and the other one's a uh, gardener. They're a gardening team now, yeah, yeah. Rosemary and Time. And they just happen and to have those And they happen to stumble across a murder every time right. they, they go into a sort of landscape gardening job. Mm-hmm. I think every series they go away like twice. Like, Who knew Italy. so much murder happened in the gardening world? Every week. Yeah. And uh, it's really bland. Mm-hmm. And But when it's on now, we like series link it now and we'll generally watch it and go, oh, that was, that was pretty good, that one there. But sort of knowing it's terrible. But now coming to sort of like it. What actual pleasure do you get from it? What is the feeling you have when you watch it? Just feeling mild. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of gentle. Yeah. Boring. And, <laughs> you and like quite, feeling bored? <laughs> quite No, not really. It's a different kind of bored. It's like a mild boredom. It's mm. like a warmth, like a nice feeling, nice warm and comfy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I think those shows are specifically designed to create those feelings, aren't they? Warm, it must be comfy. a special feeling, word for that, yeah. TV. I mean, it's awful. It is all. I mean, we, the other day, here's one. It was on the other day. We were <laughs> flicking. We didn't know what to watch. Go, oh, where's my time watching? And then we go. Oh, we've seen this one. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, you're looping yourself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is awful. Lapping. It is awful. But wow. it's sort of quite nice. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really like mild shows, but that's, that's, that would be my mild show. You could do a thing on mild shows that people enjoy. Yeah, uh, the 100 Greatest Mild, mild Shows. London um, Tonight. <laughs> 
Well, uh, that's uh, that surprised me, and uh, I love that that you picked that. Um, we're going to finish now with your last of your two songs, so that'll be the second one. <laughs> Can the second be the last? It can still, can't it? Technically. The second, yeah, unless yeah. it's three things. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are really good with math. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm actually not bad with math, to be honest. But we couldn't work out no, what... No, percentages, no. Yeah. But, like, multiplication, I'm pretty fast. We had the... So, uh, for the listeners, we were just... Uh, we were trying to just decide whether we both are sports fans or not, and we're not. We mm. both said that we don't really like football. What was it you said? You said you I don't... I do you like find it, but it too, it's too long. Too so long. Rather than being 90-minute game, if it was nine minutes yeah. two four and a half minute halves that would be more, <laughs> be more and I like the idea that yeah. <laughs> 40,000 people come to a stadium <laughs> to watch a nine minute football match with a half an hour break in between the two no, four funny. point yeah, I thought that <laughs> yeah. half an hour um, but although we- it should be the amount of time taking up to 90 minutes well, so four and a half minutes <laughs> yeah. 81 minute see maths 81 minute middle yeah. four and a half minute at the end oh, 90 wow. minutes so you Imagine can just do that. 81 minutes can, of people just singing. Yeah. We can work out what the percentage is. What is nine minutes out, out of... It's, t- it's ten, isn't is it? it? Of 90. Nine out of 90 is 10%. Okay. But we couldn't but think it's of... But it's less of 90% then. Huh? It's 90% shorter than a... Oh, my God. See, this is where we've gone wrong. Yeah, so it's 90% anyway, shorter. Anyway, um, that amused me. So um, we're going to play your song. Now, this uh, is... Uh, this could be any song, but you picked the film uh, uh, Chris, Christiana. Is that well, how no, you, you asked it? me music from yeah. the film, and I couldn't think of anything. But then I remember I used to listen a lot on this tape to the music to Christiana F, which was this unbelievably bleak film from like 1981 mm-hmm. about uh, Berlin uh, drug use that okay. we used to watch a lot because it had Bowie music to it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm not the world's number one fan, but, but maybe I mean because four or five. Four or five. Yeah. And uh, and I cried a lot when he died. I did wonder why you were dressed as Ziggy Stardust <laughs> for this podcast. It seemed a bit weird. But well, I was going to come as a lad insane, but I thought okay. Ziggy would be more. Yeah, I think the white duke is probably the, the thin white duke. The thin yeah. white duke is like the most conventional way you can do things without people. Yeah, I, d- I thought that would yeah. be a bit bland. Okay, what about his eighties? Um, you know, N- N- Nile Rogers era. No, that where, wasn't my favourite. But he was all tanned with white yeah, teeth and really, yeah, really looked bizarre. ridiculously healthy. Yeah. Uh, so you picked this film I watched some of the film oh on I can't YouTube. remember the film I remember and the film was uh, it looks beautiful weirdly it was like, really you know. grim and lovely sort of Cold War Berlin stuff yeah. which I like I love all yeah, that I stuff yeah I love all that stuff too yeah it's good isn't it and um, did you by the way did you watch uh, what was it called Deutschland 83, 83? I watched the first one and then I couldn't get into it no was it oh, brilliant amazing. was it I thought it was okay. amazing genuinely one of the right. best things I've seen you should have, I thought this is going to be my thing yeah, I mean, maybe um, give one more episode. Yeah, a try. I will. Anyway, it's that whole era and vibe and thing. But um, and I was teams. watching this, and there was all these like rockers fighting and punks over there, and I was like, God, we don't get those like groups anymore, do we? Oh, I remember those... seeing one as a kid on Brighton as a young kid, and there were rockers and punks yeah. or something fighting on the beach in front of. We were in a cafe with my parents, and there was just you know deck chairs smashed over yeah. their head. Don't have that anymore. No. Such a shame. It's a shame that people don't hate each other based on their haircut anymore. Weird. Anyway, so we picked... uh, What song did we pick? Uh, Boys Keep Swinging. Um, This is from the film. Did you know Bowie got the band to swap instruments when he played this song? So you hear like... On the the live performance or in the recording? In the recording, on the actual track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the drumming is kind of a bit... A bit ah, off. The bass is a bit... ah, And it just feels sort of... 
lumpy in a good way yeah yeah it's brilliant do you, so that must mean then if you are really this much of a bowie fan bowie do you say bowie or bowie i say bb bb you're this much of a bb fan that you must be are you out of mourning or do you still um, no so? i'm fine now but yeah. I, I cried i cried for a long time and for many days on and off i was just break Did down you? tears. yeah oh. i was in tears yeah uh, yeah. Isn't it amazing when someone who he's my favourite artist make, in anything yeah. of all time, and oh. I just love what he represented. So he was amazing. Yeah, as also as just his whole kind of outlook and ethos mm. and everything. It was brilliant. Well, uh, can I just say, uh, Bobby Popper? Note, Bobby Popper? Can I call you, you that? Can call me Bobby Popper. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Even giggle. though you got a little bit tricky in the middle. Did I? Yeah, you were a bit well, like, I, I don't want to play this game. Oh, really? I think I was just hot. <laughs> you were hot. It I is think hot I was enough. just being annoying. Yeah, no, no. You were doing what you do to your brother, by the yeah. sounds of things. Mm. You did put hair in my water. Mm. Um, uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Um, and I can't wait to see more of your work. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. This is David Bowie.